Welcome back to That Was a Close One. I'm your host, Manisha, and this is a podcast where I tell my husband, aka co-host Justin, true crime survivor stories. Happy spooky season! How's it going? Back at it again. This story has some trigger warnings, sexual assault, and mentioning of rape and graphic imagery. Alright, let's get into the story of Danielle Keener and Dan Zapp. So, Danielle Keener is an 18-year-old college student from Pennsylvania. On January 8, 2000, she went on a second date with Dan Zapp to a local marina. So, it was like a park with uh, a river. They were just doing casual second date things, you know, just trying to get to uh, know each other more walking and skipping rocks on the water. They were just so excited to be on a second date with each other. This date was going well until they noticed a red pickup truck just slowly driving around. The truck stops and a middle-aged man gets out with his dog. His dog's a Rottweiler, if you wanna, you know, imagine it in your head. He let him out to play in the water. Then the man begins to talk to Dan and Daniel. He asks them if they need a ride anywhere. They tell him that they are just on a date and they're okay. They don't need a ride anywhere. He waits a little while and then he gets his dog and he gets back in his truck and drives away. So Dan and Daniel keep walking and then they start to hear a car again. They turn and look at it. And see, it's the red truck again with the same man in it, which was kind of strange because why would he come back if he was just casually driving by? He doesn't take no for an answer. I don't know. He drives up to them and he pulls his truck right in front of the couple and stops them in their tracks and turns the truck off, blocking them. The man gets out of his truck and begins to walk towards them. Daniel and Dan were confused on what this man wanted. And that's when they saw him point a gun straight at them. This is when they start to panic. This man started yelling at them, telling him to get in his truck. Dan thought that maybe they were getting robbed. So he started to offer him his wallet, keys, laptop, anything he could think a robber would want. But the man said, I don't want any of it. And he tells them to hurry up and get into his truck. So, they were like, this is not the same man they, like, witnessed earlier. Like, he's so different. He seemed more distorted. In my opinion, maybe, like, drunk, in a sense. They turn turn left into an empty dirt road, and he continues on this road for a little bit. Then he stops and tells them to get out. They get out and stand by the truck. They were so confused on what was happening. This guy was so normal earlier, but now he seems like a totally different person. He began to walk back and forth in front of them, waving his gun and even firing rounds into the river. Nothing he is saying is making any sense to Daniel and Dan. He tells them that they have seen his face and now he doesn't know what to do with him. Which, I don't, like, what what are they supposed to, like, they go to the cops and be like, hey, this man, like, tried to kidnap us. 
He's gonna go into jail for a couple years or whatever. You know? No, they they over exaggerate what they're gonna do and then they're like, Oh, you saw my face, I can't trust you to just go off and not say anything, but like they say that but then they're gonna dig themselves in a deeper hole by just going further and further and possibly end up almost killing them or killing them. Right. They were terrified of this man. So Danielle tells the man that she'll do anything. Just don't kill us. This was not a good idea. But she really didn't want them to die. The man looks at them and says, you'll do anything? And this is when Danielle knew what he was going to do. He's asking for some sexual flavors. Yep. Flavors? Yeah, it's from, <laughs> it's from, it's from a show. Oh, oh. From uh, Big Mouth, I believe, or something. <laughs> he Sexual takes them flavors. back. <laughs> he takes them back into the truck. Dan, Dan is in the back, and then Danielle is in the front. So Dan is in the back of the truck. So it's the type of truck, the ones I hate, where it has the cover. Oh. So he's on the, on in the bed. That's your favorite type of thing on a truck. My least favorite. It's disgusting. The man began to sexually assault her and rape her in the front seat while Dan was trapped in the back. And he had to witness all of that. And, it, and don't forget, this is only their second date together. After this, he takes them out of the truck again and then forces them down to the river, holding the gun to their backs. Danielle and Dan were holding onto each other, terrified. Danielle began to pray that they would be okay and that this would be over with. But then she heard the gunfire, and this is when Dan falls to the ground. He was shot in the back of the head. Danielle looks at him and sees blood coming out of his mouth. She gets closer to him and tells him that she loves him. And that's when the man shoots her in her face and her shoulder. The man takes their bodies and rolls them into the river and waits a little while for their bodies to drift away. And then he gets back into the truck and leaves. So he stood by the river watching them float away. Well, that's definitely not how you want a second date to go. And of course, he's, instead of just letting them go, then maybe they just not even say anything about him. He wants to drag, drag him farther in and then now shoot them and possibly kills at least one of them. Yeah, I'm like confused on what his motive was. Like... Did he just want to kill someone, or did he want to sexually assault someone, and, you know. Just a bunch of crazy and sick people in the world that want to do all this stuff for no reason, and it's like, they just be like, oh, I just feel like doing it in the spur of the moment. A few moments pass, and their bodies were drifting away. There was a hunter named Pete and some others out that day near the river. Pete noticed two objects in the river. He gets out to investigate, and he sees two bodies. They are the bodies of Daniel and Dan. He noticed the gunshot wounds, and he noticed that they were breathing. They were still alive. One of his, one of his friends drove up the road, because there was no service down there, and they called 911 for them. Danielle was bleeding more than Dan. Her lower jaw was shattered, and her teeth were missing, and her tongue was also shattered. Honestly, I'm just surprised that they're even still breathing. Especially getting shot in, like, the face. And then Dan, his windpipe was distorted and chipped. And it just chipped his vertebrae, which is good. 
well, it's not good, but you know, it just chipped it. They were non-responsive and the police began to investigate what happened to them. Danielle was in a coma and the doctor thought that Dan would not make it. Dan could not talk, but he wrote on a notepad and gave the description of the man and the police. This description read, a white male, 35 to 45, very drunk, blonde hair, brown hat, blue jeans, and Nike high tops. He used a pistol and had a black Rottweiler named Sam. Red pickup truck with a cover and there was a toolbox and a hammer in the back. All this information really helped the cops on finding this man quickly. I'm surprised he could remember all of that after he's been shot in the head. I know. Heck, even being able to just use basic motor functions, you think you'd just be totally out of it with being shot in the back of the head. You know, not even gonna do anything. Yeah, but he remembered everything, even the dog's name. They found the guy. His name is William Badner. He was a 40-year-old man. They had Dan pick him out of a photo lineup, and he instantly knew it was him. While all this was happening, Daniel was struggling. She was having hallucinations and could not sleep. She kept writing on notepads about the horrors she was having. Like, I was watching the, the YouTube video, and the things that she would see was like straight out of a horror movie in her head like it was really really scary well she pretty much just got done living one like the stuff that happened to her is like stuff you see in a horror movie yes but she was like describing demons and stuff it's like oh no while all this is going on the police are looking for the suspect badner but he's missing they find his truck at an apartment building so SWAT waits there, and they find out that he is there with his girlfriend and a child. So they wait till the girlfriend and child are gone, and they enter, and they see all the evidence, and they arrest him. Six months after Badner plead that, pleads that he is not guilty, so they testify him. Like, why can't you just plead guilty so they don't have to come into court and see your ugly face again? Like, because they want to do everything in their power to try not to be guilty or extend it out and make it more difficult. And that's one thing I really hate that they do in the whole judicial system is like, even if they have solid, confined evidence that you did it and have plenty of witnesses to approve it and there's no need for a jury or a court date, they'll still do it and then they plead not guilty and then they got to go on to another court. Right, but I feel like if you plead guilty, you'll get a little less of a sentence. But, I don't know, that just makes me mad because they have to go back and they have to testify in front of him. At trial, they tell exactly what happened. When they were shot, they both blacked out. And when they hit the icy water, they awoke. Daniel noticed that she could not talk and she saw Dan was alive, too. He told her to stay quiet and not scream because Badner was still out there watching them float away. They held on to each other, floating away. Dan was holding on to her because she was slowly, you know, sinking. She had a hard time staying afloat. This cold water was crucial because it closed up their wounds a little bit so they could stay alive. So it was a good thing that he threw him in the river 
because if they didn't get thrown in there, they most likely would have been dead. Yeah, the water, like you said, helps close up the wounds and also cools down the blood, makes it thicker. That way it doesn't flow as fast. Yes, preserving them a little bit. William Badner got two counts of convicted murder and a hundred years in prison. And in August 2000, they had a hard time after this. They didn't stay in a relationship after this, but they're still really good friends to this day, which I can understand because they went through such tragedy. And when you look at each other, you would just think about that day. Um, they both have found love after this but they will never forget what they went through together and are very thankful for each other. So, anything you got to say about this case? Yeah, I mean, other than it just being another case of some crazy person doing something for no good reason, and it just shows you how evil the world can be, and two younger people can't even be on the second date just, you know, hiking around or whatever someone coming up trying to kill them or do anything to them. Yeah. I just don't understand how people just have, like, no motive and they just go somewhere and be like, oh, you know what would be good? If I just kill these two people. Like, I don't know what he wanted to do with them. Like, the first time he didn't do anything and then he came back. Yeah, it's just... It's the whole thing with how evil everything is. Like, I saw... Like, not to get into it too much, but, you know, with the relevance of, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer recently. And I watched, like, a quick, like, animated, like, YouTube video kind of doing a brief summary of throughout his life and different murders he did and up until he got, um, murdered in prison. The amount of people that he was able to kill and dispose of without any suspicion on him is crazy. And... It just shows, like, evil people like that can be doing stuff like that right now, and you won't even know. Especially if it's someone that doesn't have a history of being, you know, crazy or outspoken, and you know that they're kind of crazy. It's the people that silently do it in their own home. Because yeah. I think there was, like, um, I don't know, it's almost like three to five murders or more that he did before people were starting to even notice anything and it's like how do you have that many people going missing and not even try to investigate or have any suspicion of this guy doing certain tactics right it's just crazy well there is a new serial killer out in california as of 2022 um he has murdered five people um but they haven't found them yet. They linked them to five murders. Like, I don't, I don't get the, like, what is the motive for that, though? I don't know. Like, I feel like people are just trying to be better or kill more than what the people came before them. They're like, oh, well, they said a number of 10. Well, I gotta make at least 15 to make my name for myself. And it's like, like, is this really all you're gonna do for your life? Is ruin other people's lives whenever they could be on a, you know, the road to doing something great and then just because they ended up in a place with you and then you're just like, oh, let me end his life. I don't care. I don't feel nothing. And then this family's going to have to grieve forever and that person might have had a bright future ahead of them and then just because of that, ended. Yes. I'm just so glad that these guys survived and 
got him caught before he decided to do that to someone else. Yeah, it sounded like he probably was some dude that probably drove those roads or anything, you know, frequently. And probably, like I said, probably was drunk. And then his evil and evil mind was just like, you know what? Let's have, let's do this today. I want to do this. Yeah. And he just goes back to his house with his girlfriend and a, his child and acts like nothing happened when there's two young adults out there struggling, almost died because of him. That's another thing I hate is the fact that they could do that and then just go on living like they just like it's another day. Like how can you do that to someone and then just act like everything's fine? Like there's people that have self-defense cases where they have to shoot and kill someone and they did it and justifiably so killed the person because it was them or the person and they have you know nightmares or they're just have PTSD of having to kill that person because they didn't want to but they didn't give them a choice so then now they have to live the rest of their life with that PTSD of having to kill someone because it was either them or him right mostly people that kill other people like serial killers they get a high off of it so that's why each time that they murder someone it's got to be a little bit different and that's why sometimes they take a little break and then they go back to killings so their minds are just so weird and it's also depending on how early they can catch certain um behaviors especially when they're younger because like with Dahmer when he was younger he had a fascination of dissecting um, roadkill and animals and learning how to clean off their bones and uh, you know, get all the flesh off of it and just stuff that would be like hey he has a big interest in dissecting these animals and constantly cleaning their bones off and stuff like that and he was ne pretty much neglected as a kid too so, those well, are things you want to watch really out for. Well, he wasn't really neglected. He, he's, when he uh, did interviews and stuff, he never blamed it on his parents. Well, no, he didn't. I know he, he said that because of what his parents did, he's not saying that's why he did it. Yeah. He says he he's taking full blame of everything he did. He's not saying, oh, well, I had a bad childhood, so that's why I did this. Uh, he says that's not the reason why he did it. Yeah. I'm just saying that... In general, usually kids that are in neglect or beaten, and then but not have, all. I know not all, <laughs> but the general studies say kids that are mostly, yes. you know, beaten or abused as kids or neglected typically have anger build up in them and they just lose control. But I just feel like if parents will, if they see any weird behaviors that kind of lead towards that stuff, they kind of get help sooner. Which, that goes for any any type of behavioral stuff. If the parent catches it as soon as they can, it could possibly stop something worse down the line. Instead of waiting too long until something happens and then can't do anything then. Yeah. You gotta be proactive instead of reactive. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I was in their position. But you never know. Um... For them to be that young and be that strong, it's really good because some people are just giving up. Some people, you know, 
like if she started screaming when she woke up in the water, he probably would have came back and shot them again. So thankfully that he saw them, um, saw him waiting, you know, told her, don't, don't play dead, don't say anything, was really smart on his end. But she was very smart this whole time, remembering everything, and then telling her to be calm, you know. That, that also shows how strong he was as a person to be able to hold it together with, you know, being shot in the back of the head, but also still being able to be calm and, you know, be like, listen, wait, he's still looking, and was, that way he don't come after us again and try to kill us. Yeah. The sources for the story are Ponko Record and a YouTube video, Live to Tell. Follow our Instagram at that dot was a close one and our TikTok at that was a close one pope. And we will give you a shout out and comment any suggestions you have. And if you guys have any personal dear, near death experiences and would like us to tell you about them, email us at that was a close one. 348 at gmail.com and we'll share it here on the podcast we would like to also give credit to the music used in the podcast for the intro and outro songs it is stream beats by harris heller and the background music is from ghost stories incorporated both of which can be found on spotify all right well that was a close one Hope you guys enjoyed. Goodbye. Goodbye.